0: I'm Michael Gross and this is Vicki Abelson's The Road Taken.
1: Well, we are back. It is Vicki Abelson's The Road Taken. I am Vicki Abelson, and there's Louise Palanker. Hi, Hi, Louise. Vicky. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I finally beat you to the studio this week. You were so early. I was really early, because you know what happened last week? I used the Waze, and Waze was having her Waze with me, because... Way sent me to Dodger Stadium when mm-hmm. there was a Dodger game and I was sweating and going crazy the whole time. Let's say hello to our producer, Brant Thoman. Brant, Brant Thoman. Yay, Brant. And, and our associate producer, Jake. Jake. Jake I, I don't know Jake's last name. Jake, Jake. what's your last name? Belcher. Jake I'm, Belcher. It's
2: Jake Belcher. I'm going to friend
1: you on Facebook. Jake yes, we're going to friend you on Facebook. Okay, excellent. So, so we were just talking about the fact that we all live in the same neighborhood. I'm not going to tell you what neighborhood, but it turns out that Jake and I uh, and, and and our guests tonight all go to the same Ralph, So that's kind of crazy right there. But anyway, I wanted to say that I was... Tonight, yes, you can. host of our next show tonight, Suicide Girls, is also in Oh, that's just too crazy. See, See, I, I wasn't going to say the town, because I'm... I'm that. That's all right, because I don't actually live in that town. And I don't say what town I'm in, because there are some weird people out there. But what's even weirder is that I was just saying to Louise, we were about to take a picture at the step and repeat, and I said what's going on with my hair? And Siri said, frankly, I don't know. (laughs) You got to love that Siri. She's sassy. She's sassy, that Siri. Um, So what I wanted to talk about tonight is that, my latest, this week's, um, am, I, am I like, is, am I loud and like bouncing all over the place because I'm right on top of the microphone? No, Brant's
2: wearing headphones, he would know.
1: The, okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak less frantically and and a little more refined and ladylike as the ladylike person that I am. <laughs> that really makes me laugh. Anyway, my assignment this week mm-hmm. was we, um, somehow we got on the talk the topic of romance which we don't very often we we usually focus more on career and money and how to you know how to you know have the greatest success and all of that that's why you have a life coach Jeremy Stevens is my life coach so but we got to talking about intimacy and um, relationships and I realized that as much as I've been seeking a partner because I've been single now for seven years it's the longest I've ever been single in my life and it's really weird um, and I realize that as much as I'm wanting to attract the right partner, I find that for the most part, I push men away mm-hmm. when it actually comes down to it. Do you do this it. physically? No, I don't. I don't like physically shove okay, them good, because that's you know it might maybe illegal. Well, but 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 what's interesting is that Jeremy noted mm-hmm. that when I hugged him at Phil Rosenthal's movie night a few nights prior. Mm-hmm. I gave him a what he called a hard hug. What's a hard hug? And Where you said, don't like melt too, into the hug. He said he too is a hard hugger. Hard hugger. And I do. I hug firmly, just like I shake hands firmly. Like I don't like when people give me the mush hand to shake hands. Right. And like he said, he challenged me to tenderly hug. Oh, this is how he got his gropes in. Okay, well now, and he said, you can practice on me. I said, I'm not practicing a tender hug on a married man. I don't I don't tender hug married men. I yeah, don't do that, right? I think there's but, a little bit of, yeah. And I said, and Discretion. then I started polling people and asking, do you like the hard hug? you know uh, he, they, and my friend said, I like the hard hug because then I feel like I'm really being hugged and i feel that way too um and then i went back to jeremy with that and he said anyone who doesn't like a tender hug is 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 shut down is emotionally un- wow he yeah. went there he did he went there and so I've been practicing my soft hug on people in certain circumstances. Wait, can you please
2: explain the difference to me again? Well, I'm not like sure being, I understand. It's
1: like being so gentle. Is, is a hard hug a distant hug? No, a hard like hug is like lower body f- or no. no lower body? It's a firm. It's like you know you're being... It's a squeeze. It's a hard hug. It's a firm hug. And then what's the as as opposed gentle hug? to the gentle, soft. Is there rubbing or stroking well, involved? Oh, there could be in either one of those.
2: I'm so confused. I don't think I give either one of those. I think I give an emotionally distant hug
1: well okay so now I'm trying to be more aware of the fact that I don't want to push men away well some men I do but but the men that I want to attract and bring close to me like I found I was kissing a date good night the other night and I found that the car door I had the car door between me and him wow we were, but it was because we were in a well-lit parking lot and okay. there were people all around there were people we knew in there but but that's a sign that you're pushing somebody away, I think. But, but I, I really am, uh, and I realize too that when it's the right guy, I don't push them away. When it's the right guy, I welcome... the the intimacy. Have you ever done the
2: bachelorette hug? That's where you jump up on the guy and wrap your legs around him. I
1: have seen it. My kids watch (laughs) the bachelorette. I have seen that hug. And then there leaves no (laughs) uncertain message. And I love when they do that on the first date, when they're first meeting for the very first time. Yeah. That's particularly. So, 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 so this hugging stuff and all of this, what, what, what it's making me realize is that I, it's necessary for me to push past my comfort zone. Oh, he also challenged me to go out alone. We might have talked about this last this week. This Jeremy. Wow. He's, he is he's tough. tough. Yeah. He's tough. And so I went to this event. I went to this big charity fundraiser that was in a nightclub where everybody was coupled up. And I actually did. I, I, I knew Jeremy would want me to go alone. And I thought, oh, I can't, I can't go sit at a table with all these couples and I'm going to be alone. But he said, that's the way you meet the right people. You're available. You get out of your phone. You put it down. You look around. You're alone. This is how you meet people. So, But I decided to hedge my bet. I invited a date. Somebody that I knew knew the people that, I was, that who were throwing the fun right where I was going to be. And um, so the morning at the event, he tells me, He's actually, whoa, working the event. We only have one minute. I haven't even talked about Michael yet. Wait, all right, so I invited the guy for the date that, that was, and he ended up working the event, so he was popping up and down. He wasn't really a day. I was really kind of alone anyway. And I've decided that those kind of things, I'm not going to alone. That's too weird. I'm going tomorrow night to a screening. Robin Pat, Robert Pattinson. I was never Team Edward or whatever the thing was because I didn't have I, a team. I don't like vampires. I, didn't, I never even saw the Twilight movies, but I'm. He has a new movie called Good Time. And I'm going to go to that, and I'm going to go to that alone. And I'm going to watch the screening, and I'm going to hear the Q and A. And I can do things alone. I could do. I went to a show alone last week. I can do certain things alone. Going to a nightclub with other couples, I'm not doing alone. No, forget it, Jeremy. Not happening. Our guest tonight, Louise. I am so excited. Me my, too. Michael Gross could not could not love him more. He's a neighbor. Love him. Did women who write love him? Family ties. Oh my God, Stephen Keaton. And we have we have two degrees with Michael J. Fox, which we'll talk about. And I know you've got a two degree also. And um, Tremors, one, two, three, four, five, to six. He's, That's so he's, much Tremoring. So much Tremoring, and six he I've just did. It. They're doing that now. Um, he's been in anger management. He was a regular on ER, on the Stanley Dynamic, um, Carbon Dating. He was just on Grace and Frankie. Um, he was on, oh my God, Dan Versus. He's got so many credits. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Family Guy. How I Met Your Mother, a recurring role. I love Michael Gross, not because of all this stuff that he's done. I love him because of the man that he is. And so we're going to we're gonna get to know him, and we're going to find out how he's done what he's done, because I want to know. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know. Yeah. So uh, be right back with Michael Gross. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson.
0: Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson?
1: Hello. <laughs> Ha! I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my god! Oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians. Sort of an insider's view from the outside.
0: The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. In, in, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon?
1: Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock
3: and roll. And my fucking mother.
1: Damn, that was going to be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book.
3: Vicky Abelson's long-awaited new book, "Don't Jump," is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicky Abelson?
4: I like to sing, dance,
0: pretend,
4: and I like
0: to have fun, 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 fun,
1: chaos here we're in chaos Cold because because for some reason it's not showing up on my <laughs> facebook page so if you guys are out there and you're watching it um i'm gonna i'm gonna try and pull it up on my phone it's i, I can't find it but i'm assuming that you guys can find it and if not you'll see the replay but can we give
2: out brant's home number if there's any concerns <laughs>
1: if there's any concerns but right now we are here with michael gross oh my gosh it's a pleasure,
2: Hi, Louise. It's a pleasure to be here with you
1: i, I I'm thrilled to have you here, Michael. You. I adore you, and and we were just saying how you're we're neighbors, and it turns out that 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 Jake is our neighbor also. Yeah, Yay. yeah, one yeah.
0: of the people here on the engineering staff yeah. is uh, a neighbor, grows in the same town I'm in.
1: And uh, and I I I don't use your Ralphs in your end of town. I use the other Ralphs, but I but I my daughter works at Dish. And so, um, yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So, yeah, she's working at Dish this to go summer. There. Yeah, it's a, a nice little restaurant in our neighborhood. So, all right. So, so before we get into like, the good stuff um, with how you did what you did, let, let's just talk about what's going on right now so we can make producers happy. And let's do that. So, you've got something about to drop Cool
0: Kids. Uh, something called Camp Cool Kids. Camp Cool A film that's available on Amazon and Google Play and Hulu and uh, And Michael pointed out it's something
1: that I won't want to watch because there's no cussing and it's family. No, there's no cussing and
0: swearing. It's a family (laughs) film. As a matter of fact, you may find this very interesting because this this may elicit more conversation. Good. It is... We'll cheat a little. This was a producer who Mm -hmm. is, quite frankly, a Christian. This is a Christian film. Wow. And it's one that didn't... I don't... Mickey you know,
2: looks like she's never met a Christian. Oh, like,
0: <laughs> Christians? Do you people, no, what, do you eat? what do you people eat? No, but I'm going to tell you.
1: <laughs> I'm actually writing a screenplay that, these that focuses on the Christians and the Jews and someone who kind of How does well both. they've gotten along for <laughs> and, well, all these somebody, millennia. Somebody yeah. who actually does both, which is really shocking. But anyway, yeah.
0: Well, so uh, this was uh, by a producer who has done – the, these films in the past, and so they are films with, obviously with a message, and I was actually attracted to it because I don't necessarily—I don't necessarily want to do Christian films anymore than I want to do uh, Islamic films or Jewish films. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I don't. Yeah. I'm looking for interesting material. There you go. And this happened to be uh, a grandfather, but I just thought it'd be interesting for you to know that this happened to be a grandfather who was very much counseling a kid who was having trouble fitting in. Sort of thing. So I was the kindly grandfather. Okay. I found it interesting because, um, obviously, there, without hitting anybody over the head, there are nice references to, let's say, biblical stories without. Uh, I hate. I don't want to be preached. All right, to. let's okay, talk about what I, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be preached to and all that. So, but I. That, so this is something. To, so, but I thought it was wonderful because it didn't hit anybody over the head with the
1: Okay, I like. It. Anyway. I used to watch Davy and Goliath. Remember Davy and Goliath? The, oh that yeah. Thing on, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. never saw that. Man, are we aging ourselves, Louise? <laughs> but Davey all right.
0: And but Davy
1: and Goliath it was like this. Like, they They were gummies. They were like gummation. They were like Gumby, but they they, were like it was Gummy, a boy and a dog. Goliath. Yeah, and they then, were like, And you'd
2: watch, and then at the end, you'd be like, well, you know, Davy, uh, <laughs> the Lord says, and you're like, right, wait, I thought this was a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Oh. They, they, they and sneak not, up on you. They sneak up not, on you yeah, with yeah, the message. This wasn't, and,
1: this
0: wasn't quite that...
1: And I was yeah. a Jew girl watching this, so it was all very confusing. But it was basically <laughs> a moral message of just the, being a, good.
0: very moral message in this piece about uh, kids being accepted as a wonderful... You know, just trying to fit in—that oh, yeah, awkward, well, that terribly awkward adolescent thing. of nobody's accepting him, and how do you how do you deal with that? And I was the, I was the grandfather with some advice. I
4: I, I love Post that, Michael. Was in this
0: as oh, well. and I love Marky po- Mar- po- and I, po- I love, love Marky Post. Post. Yeah. Today in her life. She's gorgeous.
2: Neither have you, and yes,
1: yes. and but I was going to say you did Thank not you. wear that earring when you shot. Uh,
0: you did not. Tremors. Yeah. Or no, that, ties. Fam-
1: no, you didn't wear that earring when you shot Camp Cool Kids.
0: As a matter of fact, I did. Yeah. Oh wow! I Ma- did. Ma- I was a very cool. Uh, you are I'll tell you a cool what I, grandfather. Uh, as I, it was. It's very, very subtle, but I have an earring in that. Yes. I, said, I happen come to on. like I, that. Was,
1: yeah. All right. So now we want to get all away right. from Camp Cool Kids for okay. a moment. A worthy show that you should all watch. Family viewing. This is not the family viewing audience necessarily though, who's watching The Road Taken, because what we what we're doing here, Michael. The purpose for this is to. I want to talk to my heroes to figure out how you manage Hero? to merge. Yes, you are. How you manage to merge creativity and commerce, and live the life, manifest your dreams, which you are. I, don't get cynical on no, me. No, I'm not cynical. Right. No, okay. No, 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 no. So, so it started for you. I, I know you went to, to Yale Drama. You got your MFA. Right. Um. And and I know you started in the theater, and you've your Obi award winning. Off-Broadway, I know that about you. You have a little dossier, don't you? you, you I, I have a little dossier. I I, I I, do. But, okay, so Michael, so when do you decide you want to be an actor? How does that start for you?
0: Uh, it probably started in undergraduate school. That's pretty late. That's pretty late. Okay. That's pretty late. Uh, I thought I, I went into undergraduate school thinking it was going to be pre-med for ah. me. Ah. Your parents must have been thrilled
1: when you changed. Dress.
0: <laughs> oh boy, yeah, right! Everybody wants an actor in the family. Oh right? yes, uh, be a doctor, a dentist, something, an <laughs> actor. What is it? Um, actually, my mother was thrilled because she was, huh. uh, she was a, uh, uh, yeah. She, I think she lived vicariously through me. She was, no. she was a, she was a character. Uh, at any rate, so um, how,
1: did, how did that transition happen from free? All right, to, so. Uh,
0: so uh, it, it happened because one day I wandered into a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. Uh, it was, uh, and long story short, Shakespeare came alive in a way that it had never happened to me before. Wow. Uh, I went, oh my God, I get it. Mm. This is good. These people are funny. I'm entertained. It's a, it, was, uh, it was magical.
1: That's probably the most palatable Shakespeare to start with, too.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and uh, and lucky for I had a I had uh, it was on campus. Mm-hmm. And what I, campus was that? Uh, that was the University the- of Illinois at okay. Chicago. Okay. And um, I went because I was between classes. I could fit it in. I had a late class. I had an afternoon to kill, and here's a matinee. Like, okay, go mm-hmm. in and see it. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was just wonderful. Long story short, the person who directed that. Mm -hmm. production of A Midsummer Night's Dream was a young uh, uh, doctoral student from Northwestern University who was working as an assistant uh, there uh, uh, at the University of Illinois working his way through school and he became my first acting teacher a lifelong mentor nice 33 years ago the best man at my wedding oh nice you walk into a room and it changes your life that can happen I uh, about a Within about a year, I had uh, gone into a production with 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 him. It was uh, uh, Arthur Miller's *The Crucible*, Ooh, uh, nice. marvelous play. Yes, marvelous, my daughter wonderful. just
1: did a production of that. Oh. Actually, yeah.
0: Who did she play? She, she
1: played that crazy one who's screaming. Who's that? Oh, uh,
0: uh, Abby? Abby. Yeah, yeah, no, Abby? In, oh, uh, Mary. Mary. Yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, right, was right. Mary in the court. There. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. At any rate. Um, uh, it began changing my life. Mm-hmm. I, it, it took a while for me to commit to to this because, as much as I was enjoying myself on stage and um, making new friends and finding a new, you know, a newfound creativity, I was a very practical guy and I thought this is ridiculous. I came ah. from a, not exactly a, I came from a blue collar neighborhood. My father actually had a white collar, <laughs> but I qualified qualify that because he had a white collar but not a tie okay he was an engineering type he had a pocket oh, protector okay. <laughs> and uh but he went to a factory every day where mm-hmm. he was a tool designer and sat at a drafting table and uh, and uh so he went to the factory every day in uh, in chicago where i grew up but uh, but it was a very blue collar family mm-hmm. uh, and i was Always taught to be practical, and this was not at all practical. Mm-hmm. You know, crazy show business. It yeah. just made no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, becoming a doctor made sense. Yes, although uh, I've seen a lot of doctors who are not at all happy <laughs> with the state of things now in, yeah. in medicine. Well, yeah, that's at any rate. Um, so that's where it started. That's where it. I got bit.
1: Okay, so you got bit, and then you get bit, and you end up at Yale. I mean, that's a pretty big.
0: I I attribute this to Ooh. the fact that yes I worked hard yeah and I was vi- I was a very disciplined young actor but mm-hmm. I I I was prepared and I just had a great undergraduate experience I got extremely lucky did you do
1: a lot of shows in undergraduate? I did a lot of shows mm-hmm. in undergraduate
0: I went away to summer stock in mm-hmm. uh, in the summer times mm-hmm. because this wonderful mentor whose name is Bill he's mm-hmm. 80 years old he's still He's still alive and kicking and doing nice. well, and he's still directing plays. Wonderful. Has his own theater company in Chicago. Uh, Bill said, "You've got to get away from me and mm-hmm. the directors here. You've got to go out in the summers and find different different ways of working, different people. Mm-hmm. You've got it. There are a lot of different ways to skin this cat. You've mm-hmm. got to find those experiences." So he encouraged me to leave him and mm-hmm. go out and do other things. But uh, he helped me hone some great. Um, pieces audition pieces for the school of drama at Yale. i got in there and that really that really changed things that has in a big to, okay, way it so was a good it was a good profound education i wanted education in the classics and other things like this and i was bound and determined to be a theater actor mm-hmm. i was a snob i was not <laughs> my at all daughter interested as well in, not at ah! all interested in film and television oh does she want to no, talk to you no thank you very much
1: Although how me. things ended up. Okay, so now was there anybody of note in your class? Because everybody's come out of Yale. Oh, oh yeah,
0: I mean, um, um, uh, I well, I mean, particularly in, the, in, in year, a year or two behind me was uh, Sigourney Weaver, Meryl Streep, Hi. and this is first. My first, my first thing I will always tell people is: first of all, don't, don't ever get into your career and compare yourself to others. If I thought, Good luck if you. I got up every day and thought. Well, Let's see. Has Meryl come a little further than I have <laughs> along the line? <laughs> you can't do that. You will right. just
1: Make yourself paralyze crazy. yourself. Yes.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So stop comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the best you can do in any any art form or my God, any endeavor in general is uh, uh, is compare yourself to how well you're doing. Uh, you're. It's like it's like mar- running a marathon. How is your last best, best time? time? Okay, are, you so doing a, are you doing? A better job than you did in your last marathon because clearly you can't. uh,
1: Okay, this is really, this is the crux of it for me, Michael. So were you aware of that then or are you aware of that now looking back?
0: Not comparing yourself to others? Yes. Oh, I I learned that the hard way. Okay. You know, I mean, if I had been a doctor, I would have gone, Ah, I wasn't Kristen Barnard. I did not <laughs> do a heart transplant before everybody else, you know. Uh, yeah. So there was a bit of that at first. Mm-hmm. You know, always how well am I doing compared to the other, the other guy? Uh, there's all that sort of thing. You know, professional jealousies and stuff like
1: uh, that. Absolutely. But that we, we outgrow those things. We, we learn. One would hope. One would hope. So, okay, so we're, we're getting ready to go to a commercial. Before we do, what, what, so what was the first... What was the first professional, what's the first time you got paid to be an actor? Uh,
0: the first time I got paid to be an actor, uh, my first professional job was right out of the Yale Drama School, and I went to the Actors Theater of Louisville, which is an extremely uh, good uh, regional theater that was run by, it was a great actor in the 20s, 30s, 40s, up to the 50s, named Victor Jory,
4: mm-hmm.
0: who um, uh, was in market. Uh, gone with the Wind, and a, just a ton of cra- it was mm-hmm. a great character man at work. Mm-hmm. His son John Jory was the artistic director of the uh, um, of the of the uh, Actors Theatre of Louisville. Hired me right out of Yale, and the first job he offered me was uh, uh, a Long Day's Journey In Tonight with his father Victor Jory in wow. the world. And I was what like, I'll be there. And I and I was there for three years. That was my first at the Actors Theatre of Louisville.
1: And then from the Actors Theater, what what? From came the Actors ex-
0: Theater of Louisville, uh, again, I was a theater baby. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted to do. I went to the, uh, I wanted to do more of the classics. I went to the Guthrie Theater at mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota, founded mm-hmm. by Sir Tyrone Guthrie. It was uh, then um, run by a man named Michael Langham, also mm-hmm. British, mm-hmm. and a wonderful theater director. And I wanted to taste of more of the uh, the classics, the Shakespeare and the Marlowe and, like this. Okay, so hold that thought yeah, because we're
1: gonna we're gonna go from the classics to family ties when we come back. So come on back. We're gonna be back with Michael Gross and Louise Belanker and me. See you soon. to say that so all right I want to skip ahead a little Michael I want to cheat I'm, I'm cheating ahead. and looking at the people out there and I'm also cheating because you, there was a lot of theater there there was there was award-winning theater there Broadway
0: what, off-Broadway Broadway off-Broadway
1: OB award what what how did the transition to television
0: happen uh again I was a theater snob yeah I wasn't particularly interested in this I had a, uh, I had had auditioned for one other tell this was nineteen eighty two I was at an audition for one other television show because I really wasn't that interested. I loved my budding theater career, as I say Broadway off Broadway, handful of television movies, things like this. I was right where I wanted to be in New York City and I was becoming part of that little New York City really is it's a little a little, a little like a, a a repertory theater of its own. you right. become one of that company of Absolutely. actors who works in the city absolutely you know and goes from one show to the other and i was becoming one of those Mm -hmm. and very much enjoying myself and this um my agent at the time said uh, you know there's this guy he was his ex-hippie uh it seems like a nice little show would you mind auditioning for this uh can't hurt was it in new york the audition the audition itself was in new york uh at uh and it yes and um and uh, those were the days before FedEx and things like this. So I always love this. They so said, you're putting uh, your audition? We're sending it overnight by pouch, <laughs> <laughs> kangaroo. I don't know. We're, you're sending it overnight to Hollywood." It's like wow,
1: pouch. So you didn't audition? You didn't audition with Meredith and Michael?
0: No, I did not. Okay. And uh, uh, I well yes. Finally, so they, 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 they opened the pouch. Yes. Somebody in NBC and <laughs> Paramount opened the pouch and looked at the audition and said, Oh, we kind of like this guy. This kind of works. And, um, and the story goes from the executive producer, the late Gary David Goldberg, mm. who was our executive producer mm. and uh, just a wonderful guy, and the, the reason family ties existed. For those that, of you
1: who don't know what we're talking about, it is Family Ties. That is the show we're talking right. about. There might be some kids out there. Over, yeah, right, yeah. right.
0: And uh, it was uh, on uh, NBC from 82 to 89 inclusive, seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at any rate, um, uh, he's, uh, this producer told me to this day that his uh, daughter, Shana, uh, said, was looking, he was looking through all the tapes and he said, she said, I like that guy. Really? That oh, guy's good. He'd be a good daddy. Like oh. And she said he said, To this day, you have you owe you work to Shauna. I love <laughs> that. Who by the way became a, a producer of Friends. Wow, and she still takes, so she ha- she still still takes ten percent of everything. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Well, she obviously had a very good eye. So, so that yes. was
0: Gary's. That was uh, that was Gary's. Uh, and
1: we we also have to say a little bit of trivia here, which blows my mind every time I'm reminded of it. Is that you and Meredith Baxter, who played your wife on the show all those years, you and she share the exact same birthday. Same
0: day month, same year. Wow! Yes. Is that
1: craziness? Oh my or my! I, I mean, what are the odds of that? A little karmic. It's same mother? Are
2: you twins? Yes. Yeah, right,
0: right.
1: I, uh, Separated I, from. I adore <laughs> Meredith. She came to Women Who Write and uh, and read for us when her book came out. I'm sorry
0: I missed that.
1: She was pretty extraordinary. We talked
0: today on the phone. As oh. a matter of fact, I
2: love
1: it. her book. Well, I,
0: yeah, her book, book is fabulous. Very, very, yes. very uh, And I've met a lot of women who have said, "How courageous of you!" Number number, number one, facing. Facing the fact that uh, she's so
1: courageous, yeah, right. I mean, uh, she just is dealing so courageous. with uh,
0: and a marriage that was abusive. Yes, and uh, then deciding to come out of the closet, and, and
1: her 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 physical <laughs> her health issues. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, all exactly. of it. she's has no, been yeah, she's, an advocate for breast cancer, for yeah. for uh, being gay, for abusive, coming out about being. I mean, like she's.
0: I've I've been in this business so long. I knew Meredith Baxter when she was a heterosexual. <laughs> when she
1: was when That's she was funny. a you know,
0: right. when she was a battered heterosexual. Though, right, exactly. You didn't know that at the time. But he was uh,
1: her hero. Yes. Well, well yeah. We,
0: uh, we 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 are still very close. As a matter of fact, a little bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, later this month, she and I are doing a production of Love Letters. Wow! A great A. R. Gurney play. Yeah. Um, Locally. We are no, we're doing it. In, a place called the an old been, been for, around forever summerstock theater in, in eastern pennsylvania called the totem pole playhouse well
1: if and when when, when are you doing uh, this i
0: believe we open on about, on or about the twenty twenty second 22nd of this month and we it's one week only 22nd to the 27th you know i'm
1: going to be in new york that week i understand
0: I might just tickets are go. actually going well but if you want to wait we're also doing love letters again in Santa Barbara. Oh, one weekend in December.
2: I'll be there a, for that.
0: As a ch- as a, a fundraiser for a local theater in Santa okay, Barbara. Okay, well, we She be, lives in Santa Barbara now. So Louise,
2: I live in so, Santa Barbara. Um, okay. Half of the week in Santa so Barbara. we will
1: we will we will have to make a, a yeah. point to doing Ma- that. Meredith we will and I be are there. are
0: still very close. I love her to death and uh, I couldn't be happier for her. That's I do believe that's, she's found out found who she is. I used to tell her I said if you ever want to get married again, you've been married to guys yeah. three I, I said Call me so I can talk you out of it. First of all, you choose. You make bad choices. <laughs> but in she men. made a
1: good choice this time.
0: She it's, made a very good choice, yes, and I've never seem, seen her happier.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. And, you know, Michael J. Fox, for those of you who are young, um, is married to Tracy Pollen. Tracy, her aunt, Ruth Ellen, was married to my father. What? This is a small world. So, the world, so I, yeah. So yeah, okay. So, Tracy and I were kids together. Um, if from, from the time we were, or, or my father married her aunt when, uh, her, her aunt, her father's sister, I mean, so close. Um, so my father was at the wedding and everything. It, the, the invitation did not extend to the step cousins, <laughs> but, um, but I, I've known Tracy pretty much my whole life,
0: which it's is bizarre. Been a, it's yeah. been a marvelously successful marriage. and It
1: I, really has.
0: Four beautiful kids. And,
1: yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so and it
0: started with Family Ties.
1: And it started with Family yeah. Ties. Now, Family Ties, I know, I know that you also were, did a guest appearance on Spin City as Michael's therapist.
0: Yes, right, um, right.
1: So now, at what point did you where know that, that he had issues, health issues?
0: Oh, not until well after Family Ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in those, it, it was the same situation as Meredith. People say, did you know Meredith was gay? when you were doing family ties and I say and my answer is which is quite true Meredith didn't know she was gay
4: uh, when we were doing family
0: ties she was a committed heterosexual Mm -hmm. who was trying to do all those things right and failing miserably Mm -hmm. and Michael was not sick nor Mm -hmm. did he know he was sick Mm -hmm. Um, so this was something that happened many years but he did
1: find out premature to letting the world know for quite a few years I understand if that's true
0: he knew there was something going on Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, and he talked to me about, you know, I was on the final episode of Spin City, and one of oh, the wow. great dilemmas for him was um, letting go of that show, which he could no longer do, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you know, uh, he was uh, producing. He was responsible for uh, getting that show up. And one of the things he said is one of the most one of the reasons I didn't pull the plug earlier because of my health was I was responsible for the jobs of a lot of wow. people.
1: Right, right, you know, yeah. Uh, I was putting
0: people out of work by saying I'm leaving the show.
1: Did you know when... Charlie
0: Sheen, by the way, took over. Yeah, And they moved the show to the West Coast.
1: Did you know when you were doing uh, Family Ties, when it started, did you have any idea, did you know walking into that room, okay, this this feels like magic, or was it a surprise that it took off? Um,
0: Well, um, I won't say I've... Very few times if I had that... um, uh, that sense of this is this is special this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very guarded that way I've had mm-hmm. too many experiences I know how self delusional <laughs> this work is mm-hmm. when you're working on a project in order for you to make the sacrifices necessary to particularly in theater mm-hmm. you know where you're working very hard and not the pay you get in film and television and all that sort of thing you really do believe you're finding the cure for cancer. Mm-hmm. You delude yourself into thinking this is the best play.
4: <laughs> I am the most
0: incredible <laughs> cast. We are going to change the world. <laughs> and you do people do that with film? All mm-hmm. the, they do that with the. Mm-hmm. That's we're passionate people, right? And so we believe those things. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a little more uh, show me first, you know that that kid from the, the blue collar neighborhood who, with the bullshit detector, who said. Uh, I, I want to wait and see how. Okay, this works so when, when out. So did, when did on, you? Oh yes, I embraced. When it. When
1: did you get it? When did you? How did your life change? When well, did it, your took life change? Okay. it took
0: a while. It took a while because um, we were not in the best scheduling position in the first year or two of family ties. Mm. Uh, they moved us around. Mm. We were uh, uh, we were against uh, some pretty strong people who had uh, who had uh, already established themselves, and so we were not doing. Bo- You know, great business the first year or two. When did you realize it was finally? I knew Michael. I knew Michael was doing very well Mm -hmm. because I was starting to see the mail come. The mail come to the mail room. It's like, oh, he's hitting something with teeny boppers Mm -hmm. here. This is interesting. He was really getting the adolescent women uh, in a very non-threatening way. It was perfect. You wrote
1: well. I didn't write, but I liked him a lot.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's adorable. I've have since heard he was he was the best kind because he's not he wasn't this super macho. He was right. non-threatening. He was Absolutely. He was just adorable. wonderful and warm and adorable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a Republican. Republican. even though he was a Republican, <laughs> yes we said at the same time. So so I, I knew the but the show itself was like okay, doing all right and it wasn't until NBC Brandon Tartikoff finally had that incredible thursday put us thursday night there was cosby family ties mm-hmm. cheers uh, night court or whatever you know this yeah. this amazing night where yeah. we just uh we had a great lead in we held them and sometimes even did better yes uh cosby we in the cosby show during those days were doing one two sometimes we were one sometimes he was nice uh, it was, uh, yeah so that's when we finally found this huge audience
1: all right. So now, normally, Michael, the last segment, Louise and I together sit down and we discuss what we think are your tools. But we haven't gotten there yet. So we're gonna we're gonna have you come. We're gonna have Michael back. We're gonna bring you back for the last segment. We're gonna s- discuss it with you. Little, oh wow! A little we're, bit about yeah. tools. Okay? We're, we're gonna so talk. We're gonna, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about your tools, right. and we haven't even mentioned tremors and the fact that you've been in one, two, should, three, four,
0: six. I'll is coming back another time. <laughs> <because> <laughs> Why can't they solve
1: come?
2: the tremor problem?
0: <laughs> I, I do my best. But, okay. You know? So
1: so tra- the, there's a Tremors that's coming out. It will be
0: coming out in January 2018. Post. So okay. I'll, yeah. I'll have to, come back. Yeah. Yeah, have give to that. come back. We can have an All Tremors.
1: We'll have an All Tremors <laughs> show. And in the meantime, when we come back with Michael, we're going to talk about how exactly he put one foot in front of the other and got to where he is and how he has this incredibly lush imdb which continues to to grow and um yeah we want to know how you did that so uh, so come on back and we'll find out
3: In the studio with me, an amazing man, award winning professional, stage illusionist, and magician Xavier Hartso. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> People ask me all the time, you know, when I'm a magician all over them because that's what magicians do. We, we magish. magish everywhere. Yeah, it's a good thing I'm not a wizard, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I prefer magish. Right? I was born two days after Christmas. Mother used to tell me all the time the reason I was born on the 27th, she held me in because Jesus didn't need that kind of competition join the military you'll see the world and uh, and then they put you in a submarine right so you saw the bottom of the world that's (laughs) it i got to stare at the inside of a freaking tube with a bunch of semen
4: i I, want to be in the navy
3: (laughs) got out of the military um and realized you have to swim a lot to get out i did uh they shot me out of a torpedo tube (laughs) one the water's cold uh, well, not where I got shot out. We actually it's when you cross the. <laughs> like, like a good semen. Well, I know. Seaman, I was thinking of your father. That was terrible. Fresh alcoholic. That's why that? I became a bartender. I wanted access. If you see an old man with a long pinky nail, that's not his coke nail. That's actually what he uses to cheat with. Just bite down on the tip. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. oh, now, see, it's always a trick. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. oh. Does that look familiar to you? <laughs> what have you got in your mouth? Maggish. <laughs> I call it the power of the kiss.
1: And we're back. And so there's a little bit of trivia that Michael didn't mention, but I'm going to let Louise tell her little bit of trivia. I
2: was a page on the pilot episode of Family Ties. I remember walking back to my car with Meredith Baxter bernie and she asked me, do you, so do you really think this is going to take off? And I remember thinking, you care what a
1: page <laughs> thinks? You're the greatest person ever. <laughs> I love that story.
0: Well, you were obviously our good luck charm. I, <laughs> I,
1: I, I, I think that's it. I like to think so. I, I think it was Louise. She was also on the Jeffersons. She was a page. You know, so it, 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 uh-huh. all, it all starts with Louise.
2: Facts of life. I know a lot of theme songs. Okay, so
1: <laughs> you hear them okay, relentlessly. So I, we kept Michael, which we've never done before. 52 shows. We've never kept the guest in the last segment. You're Thank our you. first. You're our cherry-breaking guest in the final segment ouch (laughs) so all right michael the reason why we kept you is because we want to know i want to know do you think you know why this happened for you why why you got into yale drama school you were able to do louisville you were able to do broadway off broadway you got the family ties you got tremors you got all these shows why do you think why do you think
0: I I can tell you what, you know. Let's let's talk about the fact very briefly. You don't you don't need to hear this, but we let's a disclaimer. It's a crapshoot. Okay? okay, we know that. Okay, yes. every all of this is a roll of the dice. They're tremendously talented people, who don't work as much as they should. Correct. Uh, fortunately, this is a good time for a lot of them because there's a lot of scripted stuff on television and there's there's stuff to see and people are getting work. Um, but there's no guarantee. No matter how good your education, um,
1: did did going to Yale help you? Do you think
0: going to Yale helped because I made some interesting connections? It was a well-regarded place, uh, so I knew other uh, directors. There were hit peop- there were other alum out there. Oh, you went to so Yale. I was it's just s- it's a it's a place to begin a conversation. Okay,
1: that's what I was going to say. Did it happen that you would go in an audition and they'd look at? Oh, so you went to Yale yeah yeah yes. I was
0: there at such-and-such such a year yeah. it was so so still teaching all that sort of stuff it's a conversation starter
1: which is why my daughter's at Tisch.
0: yeah for right the same the reason university, it, uh, yes, it York, starts that whole
1: yeah. NYU yeah it NYU. starts that whole conversation okay
0: but uh, I will tell you a philosophy I had um we were our um our our Dean uh, was a man named Robert Bruce Dean who had the very highest standards and he, that's where I got my snobbishness about theater in some ways, because he said, we are training you for the regional repertory theater. We are not training you for television. We are not training you for film. Um, That's a deficit in some ways, because we got no training in front of cameras. We were there to be part of the American theater scene. And Robert Brewstein had been a great... uh,
1: Wait, stop talking about him. We need All right, all right, all
0: right, all right, all right. We only have a few minutes. We need your tools. All right, my tools were... um, I wanted to go into theater, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go... One of the reasons I chose... I could have gone and I decided to do things the British way, which, okay. to, which is to go into the provinces and learn your craft. I didn't need to go right into London. I was, I 70, I was 75 miles from New York City, being in New Hampshire at Yale. But I elected to go to Louisville, to uh, Minneapolis. You to have
1: to be able to say that correctly, by the way Louisville. Yes, Louisville. right. It's Louisville. not Louisville. Louisville. It's Everybody. tricky. It's one it's syllable. It's almost two syllables Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville.
0: At any rate, um, I w- I was being offered fantastic roles in Louisville, and I thought, okay, I can go to New York, become a waiter, drive a taxi, any number of things, and try to be this third third soldier from the left right. in in the, the second row uh, while Al Pacino does his thing or whoever's the current right. New York, you know, right. And I said I I I wanted to tackle some large roles,
1: big fish, big fish in a a a small pond.
0: pond. I knew I didn't I didn't want to necessarily. As a matter of fact, I left Louisville after three years because I felt I was beginning to feel adored, loved, and adored in Louisville. And I thought I don't want to be in this pond forever. It's a great pond, Mm -hmm. and I knew a lot of actors who stayed there and had great careers and a wonderful life. Okay, so life. what
1: were the tools that got you from Louisville so, out into the right. bigger?
0: Well, I kept, I kept making choices saying, what education do I need now? So I went, so I mm-hmm. said, I want classical theater. I want more of the traditional classic theater. So I I started looking at the Guthrie Theater, mm-hmm. which had been founded by three British and was st- still had a very classical theater, traditional background. Uh, so I said, I need those tools. I want to be more involved with the classics so uh, I began doing that and then that took oddly enough after uh, after uh, a year or two in Minneapolis of kindly ladies and courtly gentlemen and mm-hmm. beautiful picture perfect okay, productions a, I'm you in a I said I need to get back to more meaningful gritty theater and then I went back east so I you, kept challenging, you yourself.
1: It kept challenging yourself I kept
0: changing things up when and, I got too comfortable with something or felt that I I just wanted new education, and
1: did you feel when you got in front of the camera for family ties and that and that whole thing did you feel prepared?
0: Yes and no. I was primarily a theater actor, so right. i was a, I was accustomed to doing things much larger than than I was doing for the camera, and I think what i what so I heard most they... o- what I heard most often from people is
1: a little less a little, a little less okay michael i have one last question for you which we didn't do with ed we for the first show and 51 shows we forgot do you have a guilty pleasure is there anything that you indulge in is there anything that you eat watch do that you kind of hope nobody's watching when you do it
0: well some of it is is is, is true crime true crime on on television have you seen Forensic Happy files and stuff like forensic files and stuff like oh, that. Oh, true crime. True, oh, yeah, true, true crime. crime. Oh, true crime. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like the fictionalized. You know, I, mm-hmm. My wife will say, you know, we, have, we, we say have the three M's <laughs> I'm watching murder, madness, and mayhem.
1: I'm going to go <laughs> I love home that stuff. It's crazy. I'm going to go home tonight and watch Ozark. I have a friend who's in it, and uh, it's a new Netflix show that's supposed to be. No. It's not on Netflix. I it's on Amazon up. or something. I can't keep up. I know. It's amazing.
0: I you know, grew up at a time when, number one, I didn't want to do television. When I did, there were only three networks. Right. It was easy. Well, you knew but, who everybody was.
1: But now you are going to have
0: this. I don't want this, all these shows always
1: keep challenging yourself yeah you're gonna have a ton of work because you're gonna end up on these Netflix and and Amazon shows uh, uh,
0: yeah we can talk more about that next time and
1: we'll talk more about that next time so thank you um thank (laughs) you so much for doing this for me the takeaway with Michael is to continue to challenge oneself and to keep getting training 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 learn more learn more learn more and be a little cynical
0: Uh, yeah I and I wasn't aiming for the stars I was aiming Mm. for a good education on the stage and Mm -hmm. I I always felt let's stardom take care of itself
1: okay and I'm let's
0: just do the work if somebody happens to see you great if they don't the work is its own okay come
1: on tell us the truth how did it feel that first time when you got recognized and you were out in the world what was that feeling oh I I can't I can't remember okay he can't remember (laughs) but you know um, but thank you for being
0: here it's nice that people like you like that. Well, we love you. We love
1: you. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Brandt. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Weezy. Thank you, Michael. See you next week on The Road Taken.